Jesus said, And I, if I am lifted up from the earth, will draw all people to myself. Welcome to the Evangelia Show. Hear life-changing testimonies from our paradise Cook Islands with your host, Mania Clark Mamanu. Kia ora and welcome back to Te Vangiria Show. I'm really blessed to have with me again Pastor Don McDonnell and I'm really excited to hear more of your testimony with us today. And I want us to talk to the meetings you've had here in Raratonga. And so you had a ministry, open ministry, Was uh, we were fortunate to have you there and we had uh, people cross section from the churches just yeah. hungry, hungry to come. Hungry. In. Yeah. What um, what spoke out to you in, in that? Because you were ministering to a whole yeah. lot of people, and maybe people, some people seen things for the first time they hadn't seen before. And I think, um, yeah, I think God sowed some seeds there. Mm. I I believe there's a lot to come. I, I feel that this is a season for the Cook Islands to embrace a supernatural anointing of Holy Ghost prophetic and not just that but I think apostolic leadership that's the thing that's lacking in the kingdom today apostolic Mm. leadership that releases the gifts of the Holy Spirit without the gifts of the Holy Spirit we're just playing church Mm. and I think sadly to say um, people go back to see there would have been people that got awakened from other churches I don't know how many were here or how many churches Mm. were represented but the sad thing is the danger is we go back into what we were. Man, the devil is real good at getting us oh, back in our rut. Yeah. I'm a rut breaker, and uh, I love tearing that stuff down, mm. challenging the status quo and pulling people into supernatural activity. Mm, amen. So, um, you, I mean, you speak about breaking of religion. Have you have you been part? Have you seen and seen God shift that? Off places, off communities, off yeah. off nations. Well, I th- yeah, I've seen it in 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 ways where God intervenes in what man is trying to do. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, man's always trying to do his best. So we do church, we do we have meetings, we often um, do it in our own strength and our own power. And so I've been in places where God's turned up supernaturally and shifted the atmosphere. Mm. Now I think we need it. I think we need to understand that God is an atmospheric anointed shifting power God, okay? Mm. So you walk into a room for example, the atmosphere shifts. So I've had that happen thousands of times in my life. Uh, you walk into a arena and the atmosphere shifts. Mm. You go into a meeting that's pretty dead and next thing God starts challenging you about moving the power of the Holy Ghost and sometimes you can just pray over one person or speak or break it over one person and stuff springs forward. So I would say, have I seen that? Yeah, I mean, I can give you some great examples of that where in, in Mark, you were with me that time in, um, in uh, I'm trying to think of it, oh, Hawke's Bay, Hawke's Bay, New Zealand. So we go into the Hawke's Bay. I've just done a, whatever, 21 day fast. Um, I'm feeling an incredible, I was carrying something very strategic in God something that I don't think humanly you can carry by yourself. This is why we need apostolic teams who carry this stuff. We went into the Hawke's Bay. I, some meetings, they were carrying me in because I couldn't walk, which is pretty out there. It's like, what the yeah. heck's going on? 
Or, and and in, that, in those meetings, religious spirits over that city smashed. Um, leaders of churches were repenting to one another for their, their whatever, their dislike of each other, their lack of unity. No unity, no move of God. Yeah. We literally saw a move of God. Stuff was happening that was beyond my... It, it, it was God doing it, not me. Mm. God will have instruments that he'll send into it. I believe we were an instrument that was sent in at that mm. time. Stuff was happening. Weird stuff was happening. E.g., one of the meetings we went to, the, the meeting was so crowded, they were saying, look, we don't know what we're, we're going to do tonight. We have no more room for people. And, um, and for some reason, I said, look, bring the kids out. And for some reason, there were a lot of kids there this night. Like, like a, I don't know, maybe a hundred, maybe more wow. than a hundred, over a hundred kids. Wow. And I said, I feel to pray for the kids. Well, seriously, like it wasn't like I went over and touched the kids even. I just prayed a mass prayer over these kids. Every one of them went down under wow. the power. Like we're talking under the power. These kids were under the power of the Holy Spirit, God doing, giving them visions, revelations. They were down for like, I don't know, maybe half an hour, maybe three quarters of an hour under the power of God, and God was doing stuff in kids' lives. Then there was room for all the adults mm. because the kids were all out under the power. Yeah. I had parents coming after me after, saying, man, what did you do to my kids? I had never seen my yeah. kids laying still like that for that long. Mm. And God did stuff. Honestly, people were jumping up saying, I just got healed of cancer without any prayer. So God invaded a religious atmosphere with, I think, unity. Pastors came together in unity agreeing that we need more of God in our district. Mm. That was a huge thing. Mm. And it was huge for those pastors. I remember some of the pastors repenting to one another for their attitudes. Mm. So that was huge. And I think that opened heaven. I think I was just an instrument at that time, definitely an instrument. You mm. guys were carrying me into the meeting. I felt like I was like just, just an, I felt like I was just a vessel. Right. I would get up to preach feeling like I was literally uh, intoxicated in the Holy Ghost. Wow. It, and, and it was just amazing. I, I, I can barely remember some of what I was saying. They'd carry me out of the meetings later on. I had the joy of the Lord. I knew the supernatural power of God, people getting saved, breakthrough. The, the, the night after that happened, they had to shift the venue because they said we can no longer fit in this venue. Wow. Well, we arrived at the venue. We couldn't get into our own meeting. Wow. The place was How packed out with expectations. Yeah. So there are some dynamics. Expectation, yeah. uh, so unity, forgiveness, and expect expectation. I think those are three incredible elements mm. that release mm. the revival power of God. And the Holy Spirit mantle on you yeah. draws, yeah. the Holy Spirit draws people. The Holy yeah. Spirit's drawing Well, I believe we walk in that. I, I, I just think more people walk in that than we realize. But we've got to be obedient in bringing it. Mm. Yeah. yeah. I saw in Christchurch, you spoke twice. You would start with praying on someone bringing your, the, the water for you. Or you'd yeah. just walk down the aisle and then you'd see, you'd begin to prophesy. You'd call them out. And then you spoke about um, just the electric guitar uh, vibration. Oh, yes, and the worship yes, yes, and, yes. And speak to the prophetically calling the prodigals. And then you'll come back to your message. And then you'll be moved to 
to speak or pray or feel to pray or you'll see something and begin to pray and anoint someone else and call them out then you'd go back and you'd pick up exactly from where you left so I saw that once I saw it again the next session you spoke and then I've seen it twice here right is that how you that's minister I mean obviously everybody has different styles okay so that's so, I've not I haven't really seen a style like that. I, yeah. Like I don't, I don't think I've seen no. everybody. I've, I've had some. How, what, what, what's Here's going a strange here? phenomena. Okay, so when I started ministry, like even my whole life has been, I, I'm not your, I'm not your go to Bible college, shape this person. Here he is, and here he is. Okay, that's not me. My whole life is not like that. I'm, I'm right into. I want to know God. I want to know His leadership. I want that intimacy in my life. I want to hear his voice. I can't operate. See, here's the deal. I can't even operate in a religious mindset, okay? So so I often refer to people bringing three points in a poem, okay? So I'll get bored with my own world in that, okay? So it's got to be the life-giving power of the Holy Spirit. So I can remember in the early days of me, and how did that even happen? How did I start ministering? Honestly, I, I, I was part of this thing called the Full Gospel Businessmen's Fellowship, okay? And I, I, I think I shared here on Sunday, but no, I didn't. Did I share about the forgiveness? I think I did on Sunday, did I? About a thing mm. where, where I had to forgive a guy for a real situation in my life. And so stories like that, which are pretty authentic, I think people can somehow relate to that in their own world, okay? Mm. So next thing, I'm getting invited to here. Mate, I didn't even want to. I didn't want anything to do with ministry in the church. I thought ministers were the weirdest people, okay? Mm. You've got to understand that. When I got born again, I'm happy to be a Christian. I wanted to be a builder and I wanted to change my world. So people come on my building site. I'm like, mate, today is your day of salvation. Nice. I was leading people to Christ. Nice. We led our street to Christ, for yes. goodness sake. Our street got saved, Okay. So that's I just was happy to be there. So I meet people all the time. They want ministry. They want to know how you get into ministry. I've never been there. I never ever wanted to do this stuff. All right, and uh, and so um, it was a little bit like someone. And and I saw such powerful things. I had guys come into my building site, and God would give me clear words and knowledge on them in the building world. Yeah. yeah See, this is where religion screws it up. We need a church before the gifts are going to be operational. Right. Uh, we need some sort of music playing to get the power of God present. Well, mate, I can, where there's a hammer going on, a jackhammer there, and a saw going there, I'm giving a word of knowledge to the nice. guy. And, and not just a, a, a word that sort of floats on by. I remember saying to one, this, this is incredibly powerful. I mean, I, I remember saying to one guy, you can't sleep at night, can you? In fact, something dragged you out of bed one night. He's like, how did you know? Wow. And like, this is, I'm like seriously barely born again. Like I'm only months a Christian and I'm having all this stuff kept happening. And I think obeying God. So I'm going to say obeying God yes. is the greatest okay. key to that. I don't want to preach a message that I've made. I've got on here, I've probably got, in fact, on your phone. let me just have a quick peek here. I have got, I'm going to tell you this, I have got... Here it is, 7,600 what you would possibly call messages on here. Wow. Most of them I have never preached. Here's why. 
I think if you prepare your heart, you give opportunity for God to flow out of you. Mm-hmm. I think the worst thing would be to be unprepared and turn up and just say, God, what? see, I think this is where, if you're not careful, Pentecost gets goofy where we turn up and what God are you going to do now? I'd soon have a prepared heart. Man, I can, be, I, can rise, I can arrive prepared with a four-point message or whatever, mm-hmm. and the Holy Spirit intervenes and says, no, bang, prophesy over that person. I want that. And I'd see, I see lights coming down on people. Wow. I, see, I see angels around people. I see that. And that's always been my situation. Prophesied over this guy in the workplace. He ended up taking me to his home. I end up praying for him and his wife. Demons leave their house. Oh. This is before I knew about what demons were. Gosh. I'd never had any training on this stuff. In fact, I had no idea what I was dealing with. But God started turning up. Um, things like one guy arrived one day. I'll never forget this. Boy, I'll never forget this. This guy arrived on the building site. And I remember walking up to him. He came to deliver something. And I, I, I remember talking to him about, I said, man, God's plan on your life, mate. You've got to give your life to Christ today. He said, you're an idiot. What are you on about? I said, mate, it's, this is deadly serious. I said, I don't think you're going to make it home today. Like, mate, I'll never forget that. Like, this is, mate, I'm, I'm, I'm not an expert in this. I've been months a Christian when this is happening. And uh, he got on his motorbike. He came to deliver on a motorbike. Drove down the road, had an accident at the roundabout, got killed on the roundabout. Next thing I get, uh, the delivery guy's just been killed on the roundabout. And I was like, man, this is deadly serious, God. This is like stuff you're doing here in my life is very strategic and and so you know, I became very serious with it with it yeah. yeah in fact yeah I would say that it made me get into fasting and praying it made me want to know this direction of God and I've had literally literally many experiences like that many. Um, you move in this miracle signs and wonders and I hope you don't mind if I ask if you could share one uh, in the area of resurrection of the dead. Yeah, well, I can share one of those with you. Well, I've had a few of those, actually. Um, so the the first person I ever saw raised from the dead was, uh, I was when the coup was on in Fiji, it was uh, Colonel Rumbuka. It was a, was a crazy time. And uh, I felt called to go to Fiji and help the Fijian people, okay? And, uh, yeah, that was out there. Even that was out there. So we travelled around Fiji. We took a team to Fiji, we travelled around Fiji, we had, made, most meetings we did, we were, it was under gunpoint, okay, oh my uh, in those meetings, like a lot of, there were, I remember there's lots of guns, and uh, so we're in this meeting, power of God's moving, same sort of stuff, um, words of knowledge, spirit of God moving, people getting healed, and a woman comes running in toward the end of the meeting, carrying a baby in her hands, and just screaming and yelling, my baby's dead, my baby's dead. Um, and uh, we were like, power of God's here, bang, let's pray. Yeah. And the baby came to life. Wow. And so so that was a... I, I, I've seen a lot of experiences, though, where I think people have given up hope mm. and, um, and people are on either the brink of death or dead, all right? So one example I'll give you there is my auntie. Okay, so my auntie's dying. Um, they said to me, you should come and see her. And I said, well, I don't like seeing dead people. I'll come while she's still alive. Mm. So she's in a hospital. We, and so I tried to plan a trip, which was difficult. Ended up in, 
uh, two weeks later, we're, we're, we're about to fly to Australia to go pray for my auntie, okay? Mm. They ring me up and they said, you're too late. Oh. She's gone unconscious. I said, well, we're coming. Here we come. Here we come. So we're on the plane, we go. They come to the airport to pick us up and they said, look, you're too late. And seriously, we walk into the hospital room. All the relatives are gathered around. I think there was 28 of them. And... Oh. Um, They've even got the undertaker there. They're talking to an undertaker about, this is it. We're planning her death. We walk in there, and I'll never forget this, because it's, it's, like, it's not like you've got what's needed. You've, you're totally like, God, I want to bring your presence. You can only carry what you are. And, and I say to most people, what are you carrying? We walked into that room with faith and the Spirit of God. I walked straight up to the bed, she, and she had myeloma, some sort of, I can't remember the name of the disease, to be honest with you, but apparently it crumbles your spines and your, your backbone's gone and all this sort of stuff, and your, <coughs> your bones are headed. And so we, I walk up to the bed, I, and she's just, she's dead, she's mm. gone, she's nobody home. And I remember grabbing her hand and saying, I speak resurrection life over you right now. <coughs> well, boom, she just sat up in her bed. Oh, like everybody in the room's like you could hear the, the, the shock. The shock in that room was unbelievable. And I was pretty shocked. I mean, she's dead. And so it is quite scary. If I hadn't seen it before, where I've prayed for people that are, that are so-called gone. I remember a young guy, he was 21 years old, and I prayed for him one day, and it was at night time, and I went in to pray for him, and everybody had given up hope, and he was dead, and he had tubes and pipes, and he was on some sort of life support, and they were turning it off the next morning. And so they said, if you'd just go in and pray. Well, let me tell you, that was the first person I've literally seen wow. who literally, he sat up and made this huge, frightening sort wow. of like, and he was Ooh. back, you know, and I nearly died. So it's not, mate, it was out there. It's wow. freaky stuff. Wow. So um, when Ray came back, I'll never forget that, she sits up wow. and she said this. She said, faith, uh, yeah, faith has just come into the room and fear has left. Wow. Then she lifts her hand, a doctor's there. He says, that can't be true. Yeah. Your bones are all, apparently the bones have all gone to custard and, and you can't do this stuff. Well, she had her hands in the air worshipping Jesus right there and then the whole thing turned into a worship service. Unsaved relatives are getting saved, like mate. Anyway, there we go. And you, your whole intention was you're you set your course, you're going. Nothing's going to stop yeah. you, and you already know you've got faith in you. So you're yeah. carrying faith, and you're just going to sort the situation yeah. out and bring it to life. Yeah. Was it like that? I man, I've I've never been like. To be honest with you, I've probably never been like. I'm going to be the the situation that brings this back to life. I I probably haven't really. Yeah, I, I, I can't say Carrying this that I arrived story. there thinking she's going to come back to the life. I just went in there and it's, I, I just spoke resurrection power over it. Mm, amazing. Yeah. Wonderful. Yeah. Wonderful. I could talk all day. I can't too. say with the young guy that I prayed for was 21. Mm. I think if I, was, if I was truly believing he's going to come back to life any minute, I don't think I would have got the fright I got. Like it scared the life out of me when that guy sat up, I'll tell you that. Mm. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Um, is there anything you feel you want to talk to or say 
if the Holy Spirit's saying something to um, you? I'm going to say, I don't know who uh, the audience is listening to this, but I will say this, that the greatest key in my life, I would say, is having an ear that can hear the Holy Spirit. Um, I believe that intimacy with the Holy Spirit is the greatest key. I mean, all of these stuff. See, Jesus said, uh, you, you evil and perverse generation, you look for a sign. So the reality, signs and wonders follow us. We're not looking for them. So I don't think I've, I've never been one that's gone, you know, I hear signs happening here. I've never, that's never been me. I'm like living my, I have such a intimate relation with the Holy Spirit that I'm, I'm mate, I'm happy. I'm real happy being me. I don't need anything else to make me excited about my faith in Christ and about the miracles that are happening in my own world. So to me, to hear God, that's, that's been my walk of faith. My walk of faith has been I hear God. I, no one could ever, ever say to me, Don, you don't hear God. I hear God. That's why when you're talking about how did all this start, when I'd get up and preach and try to preach like other people preach, seriously, <laughs> the worst meeting you've been in your life. The worst wow. meetings I've been in are my own meetings where I've tried to get up and give three points and what all this stuff is. And because I find, in fact, I remember even at Bible college, even at Bible college, they teach you how to preach in Bible college, okay? I'd get up and the room would be spinning. My notes would, my notes would turn to like, I couldn't even read these wow. darn notes. This is at Bible college. Yeah. And so even at Bible college, and this is Bible college. This is like behave yourself and do what the book says. In, in Harvest Bible College in Australia. And I'd start having words of knowledge. And then it, all of a sudden, everything had come clear to me and I could like, bang, this is wow. for you, bang. And then I'd be able to deliver something wow. that literally made sense. And so, yeah, I think, I, 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 rem I rattled the Bible College quite a bit. Mm. When I was there, I think I got nearly chucked out uh, three times. And um, yeah, I rattled it a bit because I could not, I can't abide religion. If I've got a message to this nation or to anybody listening, religion will kill you. It'll kill the joy of the Lord. It'll stop you walking in the victory of the cross. It'll stop you being a vessel that God can flow through. Because if you can't hear him, you're barely going to speak him. Mm. That's, that'll be my word. Okay. Um, can I ask you to pray a blessing or a prayer over our listeners a lot of them are our locals that here and whoever else might be listening to because it'll go be a privilege across yeah. social media yeah well. that'd be a privilege so god i want to thank you right now lord that as we close here today um thank you very much lord god for this interview actually for the opportunity to share mm. hopefully god that uh, something i've shared will stir your heart as a listener today, mm -hmm. would stir your faith as a listener, would maybe compel you to know the incredible love of an intimate God who wants to know you, who wants to speak with you, who wants to uh, uh, be your friend. Mm -hmm. God, you said you're a friend of sinners, and I think that's been my experience. God, that you became a friend of mine when I had no idea. And God, I thank you for that. I pray for people listening online right here now, God, that you would intervene in their world. I pray that you would shift 
the circumstances, the atmosphere in their world right now. I pray that their faith would open up in Jesus' name. I pray right now that miracles happen. God, even right now. And Lord, if I can encourage people today that there's nothing special about me. I'm a very ordinary person who has an incredibly powerful God in my world. And I pray for people right now that may feel inadequate, that may feel they have nothing to offer, nothing to give. God, I pray right now that there'd be a divine impartation across this line that would impact them. Lord God, that would shift stuff in their mind, their spirit, and their will in Jesus' name. Mm-hmm. I thank you, Lord God, that you'd set people free. I, I stand against everything, mm-hmm. every religious spirit right now that would block you mm-hmm. from having an intimate relationship with Christ. And I mm-hmm. pray that right now miracles happen in that field in Jesus' name, mm-hmm. that you would come to get, know the life-giving power of Jesus mm-hmm. Christ. Lord, in Jesus' name right now, Jesus. I speak over this ministry over Mm. Manya, I speak over you today and over every part of what's happening right here Mm. with every listener in Jesus' name. God, we declare miracles. In fact, I even believe right now that if you're listening to this right now, I would, I would, I really feel in God that you need to lay hands on any area of Mm. your body that you are suffering with today, that you need a miracle with. Mm. And I I believe, and I'm going to pray for you right now in Jesus' name. God, we speak right now to the powerful anointing of your spirit flooding through these lines, that people be healed right now, that pain leave their bodies right now, that there come correction. I pray, just lay your hands on your heads right now, whoever's getting prayed for. And in Jesus' name, I speak a shift in the mindset and the mentality. God, that fear get off them in Jesus' name. That faith be released in your spirit right now. That the peace of God that passes understanding would come to you. And right now, I speak to your central nervous system, calling you whole and complete as God's word declares you to be. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. If you would like to discuss this testimony more, contact celebrationrarotonga.com website or Celebration Church Rarotonga Facebook page. And to hear other life-changing testimonies, subscribe to Te Evangelia Show podcast and on Spotify. Kia metaki to ora e kia manuia. Ie koko.